Hello and welcome to the Harvest Podcast, brought to you by The Field in Charlotte, North Carolina. Here at The Field, we put love into action. We hope you are blessed by these previous sermons by Reverend Dr. Peter M. Wary. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on whichever podcast platform you use. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Mayfield Memorial Missionary Baptist Church and Instagram at The Field CLT. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Isn't it a blessing to be in the worship of God during this African-American History Month? Hallelujah. I mean, it is good to, to know that we're here today, not because of anything we've done, but because of the Lord's mercy. That's why we're here. So great is God's faithfulness to us after all of the years Uh, For over 400 years in this country, we're celebrating today that God is still faithful. Is that your testimony? Can you say that, that God has been faithful to you? Not just over a few things, but over everything. Hallelujah. I just want somebody to listen to the Lord's voice today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's go to the Word from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 14. Beginning with verse 1, I'm going to read it from the Good News Version, the Good News Translation. 1 Samuel chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. The Word says, One day, Jonathan said to the young man who carried his weapons, Let's go across to the Philistine camp. But Jonathan did not tell his father Saul, who was camping under a pomegranate tree in Migron, not far from Gibeah. He had about 600 men with him. The priest carrying the ephod was Ahijah, the son of Ichabod's brother Ahitub, who was the son of Phinehas and grandson of Eli, the priest of the Lord in Shiloh. The men did not know that Jonathan had left. In Mishmash Pass, which Jonathan had to go through to get over to the Philistine camp, there were two large jagged rocks, one on each side of the pass. One was called Bozes and the other Sene. One was on the north side of the pass facing Mishmash and the other was on the south side facing Geba. Jonathan said to the young man, let's cross over to the camp of those heathen Philistines. Maybe the Lord will help us. If he does, nothing can keep him from giving us the victory, no matter how few of us there are. The young man answered, whatever you want to do, I'm with you. All right, Jonathan said, we will go across and let the Philistines see us. If they tell us to wait for them to come to, if they tell us uh, to wait for them to come to us, then we will stay where we are. But if they tell us to go to them, then we will, because that will be the sign that the Lord has given us victory over them. So they let the Philistines see them. And the Philistines said, look, 
Some Hebrews are coming out of the holes they've been hiding in. Then they called out to Jonathan and the young man, come on up here, we have something to tell you. Jonathan said to the young man, follow me. The Lord has given Israel victory over them. Jonathan climbed up out of the pass on his hands and knees and the young man followed him. Jonathan attacked the Philistines and knocked them down and the young man killed them. In all that first slaughter, Jonathan and the young man killed about 20 men in an area of about half an acre. All the Philistines in the country, in the countryside were terrified. The raiders and the soldiers in the camp trembled with fear. The earth shook and there was great panic. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me this morning on the subject, a hole in the ground, a hole in the ground. Let us pray. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope. Let my will be lost in thine. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. What does it mean to you to be free. Are you free? I suspect that if you were to be honest and get down to the nitty gritty of what freedom is, you would have to answer no. Freedom is not the liberty to do whatever you want, when you want, how you want, and to whom you want. Liberty is not license. Liberty is the freedom to be authentically whom God made you to be. Under that definition, there are a whole lot of us in this sanctuary today who are not free. We're not free because we're not living like God designed us to live. I hit you, I didn't mean to miss you. We're not free because we don't have the faith to do the things God has called us to do. We're not free because we're confused about our purpose. And as well, we're confused about how to live that purpose if we knew what it was. The reason that we're not free, so many of us, is because we find ourselves in a hole in the ground. We find ourselves dug into a place where it is not certain whether we'll get out of it or not. And we feel helpless. We feel bound. We feel stuck between the rock and the hard place. 
Listen, listen, if you've ever been there, if you are there right now, just know that I am aware that this day the Holy Ghost is speaking. He always speaks, but I know for a fact in a way beyond knowing that the Holy Ghost is speaking right now to some folk in this sanctuary who have a way of looking at life that is not in line with where God wants you right now. So, so this word today is all about what God is speaking in the heavenlies and how God intends for us to receive it today. Would you receive it? I, I want to just take a look here for a few moments at this 14th chapter of the book of First Samuel, where we find Jonathan, David's best friend, uh, living proleptically in his daddy Saul's camp, uh, about to confront in conventional military ways the arch enemy of Israel, the Philistines. And, and Jonathan gets up during the night and decides that he's going across to meet the Philistines. There in verse 1, he says to the brother who carried his weapons, his armor bearer, he said, let's cross over. That's what the Hebrew says. Let's go across to the Philistine camp. Somebody say cross over. Yeah, yeah, let's cross over. Half of what's wrong with our theology now is that we ain't got enough crossover in it. Our theology is locked and mired in places that, design, that are designed to keep us right where we are, and we resist anything that pulls us over. But Jonathan says, let's go. And he didn't tell his daddy where he was going. And his daddy was camping out under a pomegranate tree not far from Gibeah. He had about 600 men, Saul did, with him. And, and so Jonathan decided to get up in the middle of the night and go across to the other side. Can I invite some of you to come with me? I want to follow Jonathan to the other side because I believe there is an answer to the hole that we've been stuck in somewhere other than where we are. All you need to do today is just get ready. Just get, you don't have to pack nothing. You ain't got to make no reservation. All you need to do is just get ready to go to the other side, someplace other than where you find yourself right now. And so Jonathan got up and he went out of the camp. And verse 4 says, in Mishmas Pass, which Jonathan had to go through to get over to the Philistine camp, there were two large jagged rocks, one on each side of the pass. One was called Bozes and the other Sene. One was on the north side of the pass facing Mishmash and the other was, other was on the south side facing Geba. Jonathan said to the young man, let's cross over uh, to the Philistine camp of those heathen Philistines, maybe the Lord will help us. If he does, nothing can keep him from giving us the victory, no matter how few of us there are. Verse 6, really, family, is where the story begins, frankly, because it has to begin in a place where your own uh, faith and theology allow you to conceive of the possibility that you can cross 
over, that you can go from where you are. I mean, it has to begin there, that you can get out of where you are. I dare somebody right now in your living room just to believe on faith, as we used to say on GP, just believe that you can cross over. You just believe right now that there is a place other than where you are, and remember this, that life and death is in the power of your tongue, that by your words you'll be justified and by your words you'll be condemned. Just be willing to believe it and then speak it. Say, say to your mama over on the, on the sofa, let's cross over. Say to your husband uh, sitting at the table with his head hung down, let's cross over. Say to your wife who is, didn't even come out of the bedroom for worship this morning, poke your head in the bedroom door and say, let's cross over. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds crazy, but, but that's sometimes what faith is, being crazy enough to know that Isaiah 55 was right. God's ways are not our ways, and God's thoughts are not our thoughts. I dare you to get some crossover in your theology. A lot of us got some doctrine in our theology. We got some polity in our theology. We got some Bible verses we done memorized in our theology, but we ain't got no crossover in our theology. We can use the Bible to justify any damnable thing, but we don't have any crossover in what we've read, what we've read from day to day if we've read it. I wish I could get some crossover saints to talk to me in this sanctuary. I wish I could get some crossover saints to imagine that there is a realm beyond where you are, that there is a victory waiting for you on the other side of where you are. I dare you. I dare you to speak it. That's what Jonathan did. He spoke it. He said, we're going over, told his stick man. We're going to the other side. We're going to cross over. He said, let's cross over and to the other side. And then listen, listen to what he said, because if, if we do cross over and the Lord uh, and we get to that other place, then, then there won't be any way that, that the Philistines would be able to defeat us. Let's cross over to the camp of those heathen Philistines. If, and if we do cross over, the Lord will help us. And if the Lord is on our side, nothing can stop God from giving us victory, no matter how few of us there are. He was already imagining a counterintuitive outcome. That's the big thing that we miss. Vision is missing from most of our lives, most of our marriages, most of our ministries, most of our businesses, most of our careers. Vision is missing. What is vision? Vision is a clear picture of God's preferred future which can be and must be. If vision came from God, then whatever God envisions, it must be. If God said, let there be light, what happened? There was light. If God said, let there be fish, the fish started swimming. By the way, God created the water all just by a word. This God we serve is a visionary deity. He imagines the those things that ought to be and they pop into being. In fact, we're challenged in the word ourselves to, to think those things, to see those things that are not as though they were. And so Jonathan said, let's cross over. If we do cross over, 
when we get there, if we do it, maybe the Lord will help us. And if he does, nothing can keep him from giving us the victory. Embedded in Jonathan's crossover faith was this implacable knowing before knowing that once God purposes a thing, nothing can stop it from being accomplished. I don't wish, I wish I had some folk who would stop thinking that, that it, just because it doesn't look possible to you, God can't do it. God will do it. He can do anything but fail. Jonathan and his armor bearer crossed over and, and, and verse 11, uh, verse 8 begins, uh, Jonathan said, we're going across and verse 11 shows that they, 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 they let the Philistines see them. The backstory of it is we're going to cross over, Jonathan said in verse 8, and when we do, we're going to let them see us. And if they see us, if they tell us to wait for them to come to where we are, then we're going to just stay where we are. And watch this in verse 10. But if they tell us to go to them, then we will because that will be the sign. Somebody say it's a sign. That will be the sign that the Lord has, watch the language in English, given us the victory over them. There is a sense in which we got too many saints who are waiting on God to do something that God has already done. We think it's faith because we're still sitting still, but, but the fact is once God has spoken, you ought to be moving. One of the things that we get confused about is that once God has spoken, that sometimes we think that means we got to then line up everything. How many know that whatever you have in your life, your family, your house, your car, your clothes, your job, your thought process, your mind itself, the relationships in your life, you ain't nothing but a steward of those things. Everything you have belongs to God. Even the time that you're wasting, that belongs to God. Jonathan said, if they tell us what I feel in my spirit, they're going to tell us that will be God's sign that he has already given us the victory. This is the shout cue. The shout cue is God has a way of giving you victory when you ain't even landed the first blow. God can give you victory while you're still trying to figure out how to win the exchange. God is God right by God's self. When God moves, God moves not in time, not behind time, not 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 through time only, but God moves beyond time. God has already figured out what your next move is going to be. God already knows how the victory is going to come out because God is enough God that he can speak it today and you don't see it till next week. God has already designed the victory that's waiting for you. If you would just go and listen to what God has said, the key is Jonathan already knew what God had spoken to him. He said, if they tell us to come to them, that will be the sign. That speaks of some, what theologians would call a priori understanding of what, of what was about to take place. There was some knowing before knowing that the victory was already in their hands. 
Can I get somebody just to shout that victory is already in my hand? I don't know what to do, but victory is in my hand. Can I get somebody to tell the Lord, thank you, that, that I don't even know how it's going to come out, but victory is in my hand. Can I get somebody to just thank God because I still don't feel good, but victory is in my hand. Can I get somebody to shout in front of a locked door because victory is already in my hand. Can I get somebody to dance in the presence of a vicious enemy because victory is already, y'all getting this? I, can I get somebody to walk like the lights are on when you bumping into stuff in the dark because victory is already in my hand. Oh, it's so simple. It's almost hidden in plain sight. Simple faith will overturn strongholds. Simple faith will tell you what's coming before it even gets there. You may not even understand what it all means, but just walk in it. Jonathan said it. He said, if they tell us this, that will be the sign. Simple faith believes God is speaking to me. Simple faith understands that I can't understand the complexities of what God is doing. But simple faith says when God has spoken, he already has won the victory. You ain't got to scrap but so hard. You got to be willing to engage the enemy, but God is going to fight the battle. You got to be able to bear the burden, but God is going to help you carry it. You got to be able to engage the future because God is waiting there for you. Jonathan said that will be the sign. That will be the sign, that will be the sign that, that God has given us the victory. And so in Mishmash Pass, Jonathan and his armor bearer decided to go over to the other side because after the Philistines saw them in verse 11, the Philistines said, look, some Hebrews are coming out of the holes they've been hiding in. Then they called out to Jonathan and the young man, listen, come on up here. We have something to tell you. Enemy thought that he, they were faking Jonathan out. But, but, but Jonathan already understood that when the enemy said what they said, this wasn't just the sign that God had given them victory already. Jonathan said, all right, follow me. The Lord, watch this, has given Israel victory, that's verse 12, over them. Jonathan climbed up out of the hole there in the pass on his hands and knees, and the young man followed him. Now here, here is the power in verse 13. The power is Jonathan and his armor bearer were in some holes in the ground. You're going to fight anybody if you've had any military training at all. You already know the low ground is the place you don't want to be. Jonathan and his stick man were down not only on the ground, but the book says they were in some holes down in the ground. That was a losing proposition to begin with. So, so, so I want to challenge some saints who are living in some holes in the ground. You're stuck in a place right now that you don't really understand. You're mired in some circumstances. 
circumstances that you cannot really get yourself out of. Right there, where you are, you can realize victory in the battle, but you've got to go beyond your flesh. You've got to look beyond what your naked eyes can see, and you've got to see some things in the spirit. That's what Jonathan did. He understood that, that I got some victory that does not appear to my enemy because they think I'm vulnerable. Can I tell y'all something about me? You better make it your testimony too. Don't you get it twisted just because I look like I'm down. I might be down, but it don't mean I'm out. I'm still armed and dangerous even though I ain't got the weapons of your warfare. I got some that you ain't seen yet. I'm down in a hole so it looks like, but you know what happens when you go down in a hole in the ground. The enemy can come on you, but the enemy played right into Jonathan's hands. He said, come on up here. We've got something we want to tell you. And Jonathan and his stick man crawled up out of the holes they were in. Here's the last thing I want to tell you, that, that being in a hole is not about, it's not about how you got in the hole. Too many of us are preoccupied with what made us be the way we are, how bad we started out, how, how bad we used to live, how low and how many mistakes and how much sin and how much this, that, and the other. That's the enemy's trap for keeping us in a hole. No, Jonathan understood something that I want to tell y'all and I'm going to leave you alone. He understood that it ain't about how you get in the hole. It's all about how you come out. Jonathan and this brother crawled up out of the hole and when they crawled up out of the hole, the book says they attacked the enemy and the enemy got thrown into a state of confusion. They, they didn't even know what hit them. I mean, first of all, it was shocking, no doubt, that two brothers coming up out of a hole, how dare you come to us with two brothers and that's all. All the Philistines in the countryside were scared to death because Jonathan came up out of the hole and knocked them down and, and, and the young man followed him and he, he slew some. And in that first uh, foray of the battle, Jonathan and his brother, his young brother man killed about 20 men. Now I'm not celebrating the death of anybody. What I am celebrating is that the outcome was not what the enemy planned. All the Philistines were scared to death and, and, and they were in a state of fear and, and confusion because out of Jonathan and his armor bearer's faith, there was a great panic among them. The Saul's men that were on watch there in Gibeah in the territory saw the Philistines running around in confusion. And so then Saul got up and got ready and had a count of his soldiers and, and started going into the battle. But the battle had already been fought and the victory had already been won. I hear Yolanda Adams quoting that text says, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. When you get in a hole, just remember, you're not there because of your own curriculum vita. You ain't there to put something else on your resume. You're in the hole to bring glory to God. God will get glory out of the hole that you're in. When you come out of the hole, just forget about what got you there. Move past what got you there. That is to say, you understand though why you got in the hole if you got good sense. But learn how to move beyond that stuff, that stuff that kept you in the hole or that got you in the hole. What really got Jonathan in the hole was just faith. It was just 
that faith that is greater than anything, that can conquer anything. It was not just Jonathan's ingenuity that got him out of the hole. It was faith that got him out of the hole. It was faith that helped him to stand as a soldier when he didn't even have, devil, you a liar, when he did not even have anybody to stake his case. When Jonathan could not fight, the Lord fought his battle. When Jonathan could not win, the victory was shifted right in front of him. It wasn't about having enemies who had no weapons and you have better weapons. It was about Jonathan understanding that, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty unto God for the pulling down of strongholds. I tell you when you've been in a hole in the ground all you got to do is just trust God with some crossover faith. Get some crossover in your vocabulary. Get some crossover in your theology. Get some crossover in your day-to-day -day life. When you run into the struggles of life day-to-day -day, just look at the enemy and tell him watch out I'm about to cross over when you get to the end of the road and you don't know which way to go just trust God and say I'm about to cross over when you get to the hole in the ground when it looks like you can't get out you just know that it ain't about how you got in the hole some folk lose their courage because they believe because they're in a hole that they're designed to live in the hole but Aristotle had this allegory of the cave which said because you've been in the dark so long you've begun to think that darkness is normative I've come here to tell somebody that you're in a hole not because you deserve to be there I've come to tell you folk are trying to take your voting rights not because you ain't competent to vote but quite the contrary they're trying to claim your right to vote because they already understand that when you vote, you're going to impact justice in the land. This is the year of practical discipleship here at the field. And God has shown us what is good and what does the Lord require of us but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. When you get in a hole, just understand that you're only there because you need to learn something. You need to figure out something. And one of the things we need to know is that when you come out of the hole, it can negate everything that got you in the hole to begin with. Yeah! When you get in a hole, don't you attribute your wholeness H-O-L-E-N-E-S to any defect in you but just believe God is working a work in me God is doing something supernatural in me I'm in this hole but I heard I heard from God before I got in here that's the problem with too many of us we ain't heard from God because we've been AWOL absent without liberty we've been AWOL we ain't been talking to God somebody got to ask you when's the last time the Lord spoke to you some of us have got so deep that we think God does not speak anymore but can I tell y'all something when you get in a hole you need to hear from God 
what did he tell you? He told you if you're in a hole, stop worrying because I am great. When you get in a hole, just remember this. It's not about how you got in, but it's all about how you get out. Cause the getting out is gonna bring God glory. Yeah! The getting out, y'all, is going to move mountains. The getting out, y'all, is gonna build your testimony. I told the Bible study this past Wednesday night that folk are worrying about haters. Every time you go on Facebook, that's all you hear. Folk talking to their haters. I know you drinking some haterade. I know you've been hating on me. I don't care about your haters. Stop talking to your haters and start talking to the one who made you who you are. Jonathan heard something from God before he got in the hole. And what God said is, greater am I who is in you than the one who is in the world. Yeah! When you come up out of the hole, it's gonna bring me glory because your enemy will watch you and know that I am able to see you through. Yeah! Can I get it? I am able, saints, to say God is able to keep you from falling. Yeah! Can I get me some saints who are crawling out of holes to say God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble? Yeah! Can I get me some saints who've been in the hole to be willing to say, I am somebody because it was God who picked me up and pulled me out. So don't you step to me unless you understand it. I ain't by myself. Yeah! Jonathan got out. Stick man got out. They went to war. Not just for fighting, but to prove there is no God but Jehovah. But to prove that whatever God said, God will do. Yeah! Is that your testimony? Is that your testimony? Have you ever been in a hole and couldn't find your way out? But God, but God, but God, but God gave you the high ground. He'll flip your script, went from a hole to the high ground. Yeah! Yes! Tell God thank you. I've been in a hole too long. Now I'm coming out. I'm crawling out. I'm getting out. And I will give God glory. I will magnify His mighty name. I will Use my holes in the ground for my testimony. I once was lost in sin, but 
the Lord took me in. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Say it, yeah. Oh, some of y'all don't believe me. Some of y'all don't believe me. Some of y'all still in the hole. You looking at the hole and thinking to yourself it's more comfortable in the hole than it is on high ground. But I'm here to tell you God means for you to cross over. Start believing some stuff about God that you'd never believed in your life. There's more amazing things God can do than you can even imagine or think. Start giving God glory. Because you, you got in the hole one way, but you're coming out another. Thank you, Jesus. So here we are. At this place of victory. And we aren't really sure how we got here. Can I tell you what happened? the only true and living God brought you out. You went in the hole a weakling and you came out stronger because of what you've been through. You went in the hole outnumbered outgunned but you came out knowing greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world you went into the hole certain of defeat but you've come out of the hole with the victory already in your hand I don't know whether it's your story, but it sure is my story. Can I, can I end this little time together with a story? <laughs> From my own life, I ended up somehow preaching and teaching in the nation of Zambia, Sub-Saharan Africa. Time came to go to a preaching station, a place to teach some pastors, an opportunity to share the miraculous power of God. But the, but the justice advocate in me was troubled. So as we rode down the road, the Great Northern Highway, the Great North Highway it's called, potholes everywhere vehicle we were driving had to run zigzag to stop from running into holes that could have wrecked our, our vehicle. Got to the community where the church was. He turned off and even in this little dirt road, holes everywhere. I asked him finally, what, 
What's with all these holes in the ground? He said, well, you see the brother over there squatted down next to the bricks? I said, yeah, well, he dug the dirt out of the road to make those bricks. The theologian in me jumped up, almost shouted right there, but I had to keep listening. I said, thinking to myself in the spirit, you mean this brother took the dirt that he was subsisting on and God used it to give him a living? I didn't ask it, but I thought it. We kept driving and finally we got to the brick wall that surrounded the church we were going to. And we got up to the gate and it said, welcome to glory. The name of the church was the Glory Baptist Church. As we walked into the gate, I saw a hole at the back of the church on the outside. Lots of little children down in that hole playing on old rusted out car parts. My heart sank. I was so sad to see beautiful little babies having to play on dangerous car parts. But then the Spirit spoke again and he said, no, the babies don't know those are dangerous car parts. They think they've got a playground. I looked up and thanked the Lord again and I thought about the sign at the church. Welcome to glory. Family glory, you can't get to it unless you go through some holes in the ground. That's the road to glory. Have you had some holes in your life? Then you need to be right now thanking the Lord for where you've been. And right now you need to be giving your life to him because he brought you over. Brought some miracles out of those holes in the ground. Tell him thank you today. If you're here and you need Christ in your life, and if you don't have him, you definitely need him. I challenge you to put in the comment bar the hashtag you see at the bottom of your screen, Field Me, CLT. Somebody will reach out to you right away to make sure you become a part of the family of faith. Do it today. And you'll have your testimony the Lord made a way in spite of your holes in the ground. Won't you come? I'm standing here only because the Lord made a way. Why don't you come? And we're standing We're standing here only because you made a way. You made a way. When my back was against the wall 
And it looked as if it was over You made a way Thank you, Lord. You made a way. And we're standing here only because you made a way. Hallelujah, somebody. Give him glory. You didn't get yourself out. You can't get yourself out of the hole you're now in. Just cross over from what was to what will be, from what looked impossible to the impossible God can do. Celebrate. That in spite of how you got in the hole, the Lord got you out and the victory is already in your hand. Don't know how. Don't know how, but you did it. But you did it. Made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. Made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. Don't know why, but I'm grateful. And we're standing here only because you made way. And we're standing here only because you made way. And we're standing here only because you made a now, unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever, that all of God's people say together, Amen. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to the Harvest Podcast. We pray that the message uplifted, encouraged, and challenged you as you continue to walk with God. If you're looking for a church home, the field is not confined by the four walls of the church. If you wish to become a partner in ministry, but more importantly, a member of this global family, simply click the link.